With Christmas on the horizon, I suppose I ought to do a Christmas-related movie review. I can feel the social pressure from my non-existent audience all sneering at me, goading me to get into the spirit and stop being so fucking miserable. We'll talk about Gremlins. That's right, it is a Christmas movie, and the events played out in it feature around Christmas Eve, and there is a shitload of snow, real or fake makes no difference to me. So with that out of the way, did you know that Gremlins was loosely coined in the 1920s amongst RAF pilots and engineers? Gremlins were mythological creatures used as a comical way to pass off anomalies when things malfunctioned in the aircrafts at the time. So how do we go from that quaint little nugget of knowledge to the 1984 film where little green monsters come up with wicked and conniving methods of killing people? <laughs> Gremlins starts with a trying inventor named Barry Peltzer, played by Hoyt Axton, looking to sell his poor efforts at labour-saving devices. He's also looking for a Christmas present for his son. Somehow he ends up walking the streets of Chinatown in God knows where, looking for a sucker to buy a bunch of non-working crap off of him. You take the toothbrush out, and you push this button. That's no problem. That's absolutely no problem. Cleans up easily. Anyway, during this visit, he stumbles across a creature that has eluded taxonomists for centuries. A mogwai. The old and grizzled Chinese store owner clearly states that the mogwai is not for sale but the idiot grandkid flogs the Mogwai anyway. The film takes place in a fictional all-American town of Kingston Falls in upstate New York, not to be confused with Hill Valley from Back to the Future. Everyone is counting down the days so they can stop work for a few days and actually enjoy some time off from the daily grind. Our main protagonist, Billy, played by Zach Gilligan, was an unknown actor at the time, but got the gig because he had a chemistry with the co-star Phoebe Cates, who plays Kate. Now, who wouldn't have a chemistry with Phoebe Cates, is the real question. Billy works, but like most millennials and Gen Z, he still lives at home with his parents. He works in a local bank and does his best, but we all know it's not his real calling. To work at a bank and want a career at a bank, you have to have your soul removed by ways of anal extraction. That's a fact. What is that dog doing in here? Oh, sir, this is a bank, not a pet store. Very good, Gerald. Thank you, Mr. Corbin. Bunny wouldn't have hurt you, Mrs. Deagle, honestly. Excuses, excuses. You're just like your father. Billy's Christmas present is the Mogwai. He's allowed to open the present early because it's got a live animal in it. You can't leave it under the tree for a day to starve. Uh, do people still do that with dogs and cats? I have no idea. But a mogwai is not just for Christmas. It's a ball-aching chore of making sure that it can't eat after midnight, it doesn't like bright light, and you can't let it near water. <laughs> These seemingly arbitrary rules are some real plot holes that as a kid would have me question them for years. It still bothers me to this day. But still, the mogwai, now named Gizmo, is really cute and becomes centre stage in the household. So much so that the family dog gets jealous. It's all cute fun and games for a while, until some obnoxious shit named Pete, played by Corey Feldman, turns up and spills water all over the fucking place. Oh, Gizmo, what's the matter? This new bunch of Mogwai seem different. They don't play nice and are devious. Nothing like Gizmo. Gizmo is a saint compared to these new shits. The new Mogwai jump on the opportunity to badger Billy about eating, and Billy gives in before falling asleep. 
Little did Billy know that the new batch of Mogwai have sabotaged a clock next to Billy's bed. This breaks the rule of eating after midnight and the new group of Mogwai's cocoon into alien-looking pods. When the pods break open, we're treated to some of the best monster shenanigans that I've seen in my lifetime. The film really takes a turn. Mom, it's straight. <laughs> it's obvious that the core focus of this film is the Mogwai and Gremlins, but I'd like to take a moment to focus on the women of this film. Both Kate and Barry Peltzer's wife, Lynn, played by Frances Lee McCain, are strong females in the 1980s world. Lynn Peltzer keeps the house going, and despite her husband's shite inventions, she still offers support and never humiliates Barry. There is a scene where Lynn takes on a number of gremlins single-handedly and comes out on top. Kate, Billy's love interest, has suffered losing her father and has seen hardship. Yet she stands up for Billy and appreciates his naivety. There is one scene where she picks some fluff off of Billy's jacket when she's been hit on in the bar where she works. It's heartwarming and gives you some hope in humanity. You haven't seen my new apartment. I haven't seen your old apartment. Come on, we're talking cable. Can't we have dinner tomorrow night? I'm working. Why don't you tell Dora you're sick? The soundtrack in this film is excellent. It does such a great job of mixing easy-to-remember catchy tunes to ease your nerves and creepy, deeply dark tones with animal noises which heighten tension. Each gremlin seems to have its own character and mannerisms. The gremlins just giggle and laugh while they cause mayhem. You can't help but like them for their pure nihilistic intents. There's no moralising. They just exist to do bad shit. My favourite moment in this film is the final confrontation with Stripe, the lead gremlin. It takes place in a department store and Stripe uses a variety of sporting goods and industrial tools to torture Billy. It ends up with Stripe somehow learning how to use a revolver and shoots Billy in the arm at one stage. Gizmo is the one that saves the day, driving a toy car around the department store and causing Stripe's grisly death. So, is Gremlins worth watching? What a stupid question. Of course it fucking is. It's one of the best stories and films ever made. It captures comedy and horror at the same time, whilst raising questions about responsibility and whether you're worthy of it. I saw this film very early on in my life, regardless of the fact that the BBFC rated it at 15 at the time. I had the full uncut version, 15 rated on VHS as a kid, while all those other suckers were watching the edited version on terrestrial TV. Fucking losers. But I personally would have told my dad to take that Mogwai back after hearing all those rules. Bollocks to that shite.